It's the tip of the spear in the epic battle to defend the United States of America. The National Security Hour exposes the wolves in sheep's clothing and their nefarious plots to undermine and destroy U.S. national security. Welcome back to the National Security Hour on the America Out Loud talk radio network on iHeartRadio, the voice of freedom, the out loud truth, where you come to hear military and intel experts. America Out Loud talk radio plays on the iHeartRadio network. You too can also listen to it on our media player from any web browser in the world, anywhere in the world. We have the best in-class apps on Apple, Android, Alexa, and that's AAA, and we stream 24-7. And now you can hear them on the podcast on the same apps. All of our shows go to podcasts typically one to two days after they're up live on the broadcast on talk radio. You can hear them on Spotify, Stitcher, Pandora, iHeart Podcast, and many, many more. Be sure to subscribe and rate the show on Apple Podcasts for the National Security Hour. And be sure to make America Out Loud dot news. That's it, dot news. No more com. Your daily stop for the latest news and happenings. We all must do our part to share the stories, the articles, and the videos so we can help secure America. All right, you can find out more about our show. Get all the latest podcasts if you go to the menu nav at americaoutloud.news under our show or schedule, and you will be in the know. And as we always say, when we open with liberty and justice for all, we will start the National Security Hour. And today, your hosts are Colonel Mike, Dr. Mike, and our special guest is one of our members of the team of the National Security Hour, Ed Hoagland. We're going to have an interesting conversation today, so stay tuned for all of it. And remember, it's three segments. We do a couple of breaks. So I want to welcome our guest, Ed Hoagland. I want to welcome my co-host, Dr. Mike. All right, guys, let's start it up. Let's show them what, let's say what it's all about. Okay, go ahead. Hi, Ed. Thanks. Thanks, Dr. Mike. Thanks, Colonel Mike. Uh, great to have, uh, be on your show with you and stuff like that. What, I, what I'd like to start with is this whole debacle we're seeing on the Hill over, over the last uh, several months and currently is uh, they just ousted the speaker, and everyone seems to be epileptic about this. So I'm watching the different media streams, the newspapers, the TV shows, and stuff like that. And what gets me is you get folk like Victor David Hansen, Luke Gingrich, and others coming out saying, this is horrendous. This is just disgusting. And why did eight Republicans side with the whole Democrats in the House Oust the speaker, and then they they cry, they whine, they complain, and say this is just horrendous. They need to stick together as a team. Well, what's to stop them from electing the Pope tomorrow and putting him in as the Speaker of the House? Nothing, absolutely nothing. So they're eclectic about what about a uniparty guy getting kicked off the bandstand, right? Uniparty guy getting kicked off the bandstand, and and, and I toss this over to Doctor Mike, but. Kevin McCarthy said that he trusted that the deal he made with Nancy Pelosi, that she'd back him up, that she'd fulfill it. I mean, do you need anything else to understand what an idiot this guy is? He trusts and made a deal with Nancy Pelosi and thinks that she's actually going to fulfill it. And so that's who we want, a speaker? Dr. Mike? I think it's, uh, you know, he it's about time he went. For a couple of reasons. First, he's always been a rhino and he's never going to change. He's got too much money uh, flowing in from Chinese people and all of that kind of stuff. 
So it, it, it's time for him to go. The second thing I would say is that why would anybody defend themselves by using Pelosi? She's not the speaker anymore. She's a liar. She caused January 6th deliberately. What, what you know, I, I'm afraid that, that, uh, Gingrich and, uh, uh, who else did you say? Hanson. Victor Davis Hanson. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're yesterday's news. Uh, they're, 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 they're born of that period where all we do is when we ever have a problem, we reach across the aisle and we come to a conclusion that's worthless or expensive or both. And this is not a time for across the aisle. Across the aisle is the enemy. And it's it's time for the Liberty Caucus and, and Gates to stand up and say, here's where we're going. And if you defeat us, then then it's on your your hands. But they've got a small majority. Um, it, it's it's uh, it's time for this, because not not simply because it, it's ludicrous to play this across the aisle stuff with people who hate you, but because the country doesn't have the time for it anymore. We can't, you know, can't uh, mess around until the next election and then expect things to go right because there's probably not a very good chance of a fair election next time. So what's got to be done has got to be done now, and the quicker the better. Well, there was so much chaos, Ed. There was so much chaos. I'm sorry to cut you off. There was so much chaos, and and uh, and and everybody was in a twitch that this guy who's in charge, you know, until we get a speaker. He sent everybody home till Tuesday like it was a bad school day. You know, I mean, if it was such a chaos situation and this is it goes for Newt and whoever else has to say something. You why were you there at seven o'clock this morning looking for a new speaker? Right. Why aren't you guys doing your job? It's always go home. They have vacation after vacation. But Ed and Mike continue. Go ahead. Well, but see, you're you're absolutely right. There's a crisis here. The crisis is, as Getz and the other folks have pointed out, a lack of leadership. Look, I like Victor Davis Hanson and Gunu Gingrich. They both come back with some great points. But to Dr. Mark's point, BDH just recently talked about the tyranny of the revolution of the left. And then what's he want us to do? He wants the whole Republican caucus to march in uniparty complacency and compliancy to then come to some moderate, well-crafted, left-of-center solution that's going to hit support of the Democrats. I mean, what the hell? Do these people have any spines? Are, is this the boneless chicken ranch on the hill as a whole? I mean, Oh, I like that. I like the way you said that one. Oh, but that, that's the kind of way to put it. But this is an absolute blood sport for absolute power. Did these people just wake up yesterday and forget about the Trump dossier? Did they forget about the weaponization of NASA security? And did they forget about all that and that Schumer and this guy who pulled the fire alarm and Evers and Pelosi all called them Nazis? It's is this is this beyond the pale? You know, America, these people either have to pull their heads out of their rear orifices because all they're seeing is the sunshine out their mouth, which is then stuck up Pelosi's backside. And so it's a double double uh, pain here. I, I mean, we have to start holding some ground and being proactive in what we're driving for. And Dr. Mike was spot on. We need to define what our future is and drive towards it because 80% of the American people don't like the shift as an Adam shift they're seeing coming out of the hill. Yeah. 
Well, I, Go ahead, Mike. I think that's exactly right. I think it's the, the time, time is here. And uh, I, I don't know if I admire Gates or just uh, respect him, but he it's the first thing that's happened in that Congress worth happening in the last, uh, what, 15 years uh, it's or more. Um, here's somebody who speaks up and says, what's going on isn't right, and we're done reaching across the aisle. If you don't want to vote, then don't vote for us. But this is it. We're, you know, it's kind of saying, okay, the, the war is on here. A war that's been raging in this country for at least since since 2015. And we've gone along with the idiots uh, across the aisle, you know, we'll bipartisanship. And what are we what have we gotten from it? We've gotten from it bankruptcy, unemployment, high inflation, a useless war, which we're spending enormous amounts of money on. Um, uh, uh, an idiot who wants to take your gas stove out of your house and, and uh, uh, you know, uh, forbid you from driving a car. Come on. These are war issues. Time is Two now. of the biggest points, Mike, two of the biggest points, Mike and Ed, was that he was ready to shuffle some money for Ukraine and that, you know, there wasn't border money. And then at the end, you know, they dissed both of them out of this kind of budget. What I'm going to do is I'm going to have uh, Ed or Mike post a link. There's a great YouTube with Eric Bowling um, and Matt Gates, and he runs down the whole list of why he did what he did. The whole list. And I think we should put him in the notes on, on this show. And it's point by point. And he's what he's done, he's done for the American people and the future of America. And you know what? This is what this is what a republic and democracy is really all about. We just can't roll over and say, oh, you know, reach across the aisle. We've done that. Oh, we got to do this. We've done that. We've done all of this. It's time for fresh blood. And what he did, I applaud him. Whether you respect him, you like him, whatever, I applaud him on this. Even his allies that were close to him, right, Ed? They jumped ship. Yeah. yeah. So you know he did something good. No, so what's interesting here is you have a guy like Getz. Okay, I don't necessarily fully I gotta agree with everything he says, but who's he get his money from? He gets his money from the twenty to thirty dollar donations. Mm-hmm. He doesn't take the big corporate donations, according to him. So you see the uniparty elements and the rest of it fall in line and such. And to your point, on this is an absolute war. Did they forget that Pelosi and Schiff, Walwell and others, marched impeachment things through the Congress twice in the mm-hmm. last session? Twice? And do you think they care about unity? You see President Biden called the mega folks fascists and Nazis, okay? And, and he says he's reaching across the aisle. When, when are people going to wake up and understand these people are written for absolute power? They could give a rat's patootie about what the Republicans come forward with the compromise position because they're playing them like a fiddle. And mm-hmm. it, our, our founders called up arms for less than what we're seeing here. Okay, They took arms and went against the British government for, in my opinion, less than what we're seeing here happening in our country today. Okay, with the subversion of this of the the whole state, our constitution, the weaponization and takeover of our FBI Department of Justice and the use of our intelligence agencies against the people, the use of our Department of Education and the system to call parents domestic terrorists and say parents shouldn't have any rule in their in their in their, in their children's education. 
I mean, how many things does it take for people to wake up and understand this is an all-out blood sport for absolute power, and we have to start fighting back? So to Gates and the crew, God bless them. So now that's on, the onus is on the rest of the, the, the Republican group now to come forward, put a leader forward that has a spine, okay? That means go outside the boneless chicken ranch, find someone who actually has a spine, okay, and maybe has a heart and half a brain, and then we can go from there. All right, Mike, before I let you go, I'm going to say this, and then you can continue, all right? Where does this come from? Does this come from a rock song? Does this come up from a rock? Does it come from an ad in the, in the newspaper for milk? When it, in the course of human events, it becomes necessary for one people to dissolve the political bands which have connected them to, to one another and to assume among the powers on the earth the separate and equal station to which the laws of nature and nature's God entitled them a decent respect to the opinions. Continue, Mike. Where does that come from? That's that's uh, Mr. Jefferson and his team who who drafted uh, the Declaration of Independence, and it's just it's true today as it was. And the 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 direct lineal descendant of those words is the Second Amendment. So it's a it's a unified uh, political position that that America was founded on. Uh, the the tyrants get shot down, or they shoot us down, one or the other. But that's where this is headed. If if there can't be some kind of thing. Uh, uh, done by the Congress. And I have to say that Trump, for all his faults, is out there exposing to the American people at his own risk the complete, uh, uh, what would you call it? The, com the, the complete uh, bias of the judiciary system. He's not putting up with this, oh, your honor, sir, you're you're brilliant and we'll settle for whatever you decide. No, he's he's got a guy who who found him guilty, who doesn't have a jury, and wants to, you know, just run him into jail like they did to Alex Jones and, and other people. Well, he is he has the gumption to stand up and said, you know, this is a disgrace. I, I deserve as much fairness as every American, and every American deserves as much fairness as I do. And so I think the two in some ways go together. It's If you look at them, the, the whole issue of, oh, don't criticize a judge and don't don't uh, say anything negative about bipartisanship and crossing the aisle to, to join hands with your brethren. Both of those things are under attack as they should have been long ago, but at least they are now. Well, you're Perhaps absolutely right. So that, so that Judge Arthur... And Goron, I guess it is. I'd call him Arthur Moron. Okay, <laughs> told all the participants in the case that they're in with Trump not to smear court personnel. So my question for the judge is, how is it smearing personnel when you highlight that this lady is Chuck Schumer's potential girlfriend? When you, you know, isn't it ironic how the Orwellian and dystopian judges, as as uh, Dr. Mike's pointing out, can tell us what we can or cannot say about? their court okay even though their court works for us we the people and so he's telling trump what he can or cannot say okay it just it goes to the whole heart of what's been going on here over the last several months to two years in the censorship the cancel culture and the attacks by the left using every facet of government authority and power from all two branches because the third branch for right now is still not 
fully corrupted? Well, I think the one thing that, that could be done uh, to, to uh, by Gates, if he's going to be the next speaker, which it appears he may be, is for MAGA to put in every piece of mail, email, telephone calls into him and his caucus saying it's about time. What we want is disturbance. What we want is the disturbance that, that Trump began. We have to get rid of the, what we are with this blind allegiance to brethrenness. We're not brother, brothers in this. There's no way that I would ever vote for it. I've never voted for a Democrat, but by God, I would never vote for one now. Uh, it is a it is time. And I think the one thing that the one ace card that they listen to, all of these creatures in the Senate and in the Congress, is enormous popular opposition. And if, uh, you know, if, if Gates can come into the Congress with sacks of mail like they did on Miracle on 40, 42nd Street uh, to prove Santa was really Santa, the same kind of thing can be done here. And I think that's something that makes a, makes good television, good video, but also brings the voice for a, what, a much needed voice of the working man into this Congress. And for the working men and the unions especially, you know, tell the Democrats to go to hell. You're going to raise your children. You're not going to pay over taxes. You're not going to draft my kids to go to, to uh, uh, you know, either Iran or to Ukraine or some other godforsaken place that's irrelevant to us. Final two minutes, Mike. Well, that's that's about all I got to say. I think it's I think what happened yesterday was a great thing. Uh, how it will turn out in the end, like any great thing, is is kind of uncertain at the moment. But it's a start. I would go beyond the mailbag. I would go beyond the mailbag. I would let him bring in a couple of doozies looking like uh, drag queens or hookers. And, you know, like, you know, you said 42nd Street. Let's just go to the West Side Highway when they used to have all the hookers waiting for the truckers and just say, here's the hookers. And, you know, just bring in the rhinos. Yeah. These are the hookers in American politics. What do you say? You got two minutes. Ed. Wrap it up. I, well, I agree with what you're saying here, because. If you take a look out of the Washington Times uh, recently here, they talked about the two major political parties remain unpopular, with 56% of Americans viewing the Republican Party unfavorably, 58% saying the same about the Democratic Party. But in the same poll, when asked, who do you think would do a better job in safeguarding the nation's prosperity and security? Well, 53% say the Republican Party, only 39% the Democratic Party. Well, so what this is, is a hope and a wing and a prayer. Because what's missing from all this, what's missing from all this, and we've talked about this before, what's the Republicans' message? What's their strategy? What's all right, hold policy? that point. Hold that point, Ed, because we're going to bring that up on the second segment. we got to wrap it up for the first segment. We're coming up on commercial break. Don't forget, you're on AmericaOutloud.news, the National Security Hour with the military and intel experts. And we have Ed, Dr. Mike, Colonel Mike today. We'll see you on the other side. For 25 years, Global Healing has proudly produced the highest quality supplements and cleansing programs that are rooted in nature and backed by science. Get 15% off all of our products using code OUTLOUD. Global Healing, giving you the power to take control of your health naturally. How can you improve your odds of staying healthy? The answer is stay healthy with Cofix RX. Who's got time for a cold, strep, a flu, HRV, RSV, or COVID anyhow? Cofix has some great news. 
Besides being featured as a top five product in the drugstore news, we completed the protocol that you've heard Dr. McCullough talk about. Cofix RX is already famous for a powerful virus-hostile nasal solution, and now we have a throat spray too. Crush those nasty germs before they become a problem. With known antiviral support ingredients like povidone iodine, xylitol, and vitamin D3, you can feel a little safer. For a limited time, when you add the new Cofix RX throat spray to your order, you'll receive 25% off the entire purchase. Just click the Cofix RX banner on the America Out Loud website or store. Be sure to use promo code OUTLOUD25 at checkout. Don't forget, OUTLOUD25 at checkout. Free speech time. Welcome back to the AmericaOutloud.news. National Security Hour. You're on with the two mics and our guest today, team member, Ed Huglin. We're talking about the chaos. Ed, continue, and then let's go to some free speech. Go ahead, Ed. Okay, great. So when we, were, when we left on the break, I was asking the question, what's our message? What's the policy? What's the path and strategy for the conservatives and Republicans and independents of this nation? And so did you hear any of that on McCarthy? Have you heard any of that out of the Republican National Committee? Have you heard anything like that out of Trump besides fighting the establishment? The answer is no. So how can you expect to maintain a 53% support of Americans think the Republican Party can do the best when you have no message? And so Dr. Mike's point, this is the populism that the Democrats fear, but we forget they plan ahead. They plan way ahead. So remember the summer of love in 2020? <laughs> now take a look at who they brought into the country since then. Nine million illegals, 10 to 40,000 Chinese illegals, military age men. Do you think for a second that they're going to stop and not undertake massive domestic terrorism and anarchy to cause chaos in this nation to preclude an election to keep their people in power? I think that's a real possibility. I think and Mike so knows Republican, about that. Mike knows yeah. about that down in Eagle Pass, right, Mike? Yeah. Yeah, it's it's uh, enormous numbers of military-age men coming in. And just it just so happens that the Army War College published something that calls for a new draft. So who do you think they're going to draft to form the Army that will kill Native Americans so the so these uh, foreigners and, and woke people can rule the country? You know, this is not a hard thing. If I'm Gates, I, I put out a, a, a document to the to the American people that says maybe six or seven things. First, we're going to close all the borders and evict all of the illegal aliens that came in under Biden's regime. No executive orders by the president, except in wartime, or if we're if we're attacked. Uh, Qualifying tests, written tests, oral tests to enter into the civil service. No more uh, putting people in because they're Republican or they're Democrat. They have to prove their worth. And a college degree won't cut the mustard. You know, the the test will have to be uh, what what we assume, what we in the, the who are gifted by the American people with power to discern to to be able to discern if the person coming in has the essential moral at educational and intellectual uh, uh, capabilities to serve the country, to uh, 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 cut at least in half 
the number of presidential appointees to the United States government. Uh, there's just too many of them, and none of them do the work. What they do is prepare for the next election. Parents. Parents are the sole adjudicators of what their children do, learn, and are subject to in terms of education and social life. The third, no perverts or foreigners in the military or the intelligence community. And lastly, I would say no wars without a, a formal congressional declaration of war uh, and no military deployments overseas without um, uh, a, a congressional approval because they all require money and they all cost lives. So that would be, I think, at least from my perspective, a very appealing thing to hear from people who have stood in the mud up to their hips and moved nowhere for the last 30 years. Ed? Well, I think, I think you're absolutely right. You know, um, Dr. Mike, we have a 1% of the military and uh, that 1% volunteer force, the military now has declined precipitously because they unconstitutionally forced vaccine mandates on them. They unconstitutionally went looking for the lone white supremacists that they couldn't find in the 30 to 40 years that Mussolini Milley and autistic Austin served in the military. Okay. They never found or looked for them then in the last 40 decades, but to now, now they're looking for them. And so what we see as a result of this is a purposeful, purposeful subversion of our military, a purposeful subversion by then causing declines in terms of people wanting to serve American patriots to then, Dr. Mike's point, then filling it with foreigners. Much like the police departments around the country are now looking right. to illegal aliens to fill the ranks for the police officers. Just think about that for a second. What why a disgrace want... that is. What a disgrace. Well, yeah. Go ahead. It is. But why would you want someone who's broken our laws to bring them in to enforce the laws? Well, because it's obvious, they... as Dr. Shorter well, said. Well, you look at the banking, Ed. Mike, you look at the banking. I'm sure that they're hiring bank robbers to come and be tellers, right? <laughs> come on. Hey, let me what, ask what... you a question. <laughs> what we do, Ed, what we do, Ed, Mike, we vet these uh, Supreme Court guys, right? They want to be just yeah, Supreme Court yeah. justices. The vetting process alone, you see what they go through. It's murder with the Senate hearing, right? We yeah. do all this vetting. Uh, did you drink a beer at 16? Did you snort cocaine? Whatever. You know, did you, hook, you, you grab a girl's crotch, whatever. But yet, we just hired somebody to be the natural archivist who you wouldn't hire to be at the pet shop, Okay. We got to do that, too. We got to vet these people. If you if you have known papers that are radical, that your your opinions are radical, that you believe in all this woke crap, what are you doing heading an agency? Tell me what the answer to that, Ed, Mike, is. Tell me what that is. Come on. Well, well so let's take a look at diversity, equity, inclusion. First of all, every one of the military academies, within days after the fraudulent president Biden, the Manchurian president, got in office, added to their curriculums DEI sub-degrees, minors in DEI. Now, why is that? Because diversity isn't about diversity. It's about only, only riding one side of the fence. Equity isn't about equality. It's about what mine, what's yours is mine. 
and inclusion is about inclusion of everybody. It's exclusion of everybody unless you speak and talk a specific ideology. So what's DEI got us? So we've seen just recently in the news, the deputy CIO for the Secretary of Defense at the Department of Defense, deputy chief information officer, this guy here, black American, okay, he's now alleged and arrested for running a dog fighting ring for 20 years. Now, you guys know, you've been through the process. To get your clearances and get vetted, you have to go through background checks. This guy's been running a felonious, potentially a felonious uh, fight, dog fighting ring, getting cash for 20 years. And in the reporting, and in reporting, it talks about he had battery jumper cables and batteries there. So if the dogs lost the fight, they'd execute the dogs with these batteries and stuff. Now think of serial killers. Who else Who else maims and disrupts and kills animals in that way? Serial killers. So you have a deputy CIO with these alleged charges. Why is he there? D-E-I. I mean, it's beyond fathomable. To your point about the vetting, Colonel Mike, how is this guy vetted? Maybe they should get a cartel they, member, Eddie. A cartel member may be better for them, no? Oh. <laughs> just just wait a few more weeks and I think we'll find find someone there in Mayorkas' cabinet, uh in his in his the DHS outfit. Uh, maybe the head of CBP could be a cartel uh bodiless and and people headless uh member. I you know, just to your point, yeah, that's exactly where we're going. Is they're taking these people. And they're putting specific people in charge who have no pedigree, but who are lemmings who fall in line to do their bidding and their work. And they're looking, I think they're looking for violent people from the gangs of, of uh, people in, in uh, Latin America, bringing in Nigerians to be police guards. They're looking for people who will beat and kill Native American citizens, especially white or Christian citizens, without caring because they have no affection either for the country or for anything else. It's It seems so clear to me, and I think somebody's got to start speaking about it, who has a um, uh, a position from which his voice will be heard. And Thank I you, Dr. That's... Mike. Thank you, Dr. Mike. You know why? Did you hear Kevin McCarthy? Did you hear anybody like Kevin McCarthy speak about it? No, no, no I don't think so. Well, get, get, Gates should have been in the Congress today and not home on vacation again, you know, outlining what needs to be done to point out that the idea of diversity is, is an idiocy. That, you know, arguing that we're better because of diversity, what diversity does is divide you, whether it's in language or foreigners or, or, or whatever it is. It's, it's, it's only a, a moron like Hillary could come up with strength through diversity, but now everybody sings the same song. It's it's um, it's time for people with common sense a little, I think, to take up the running of this government. So sorry, Dr. Mike, but this is where, from my perspective, this is where the, you can see how methodical and well-planned the Absolutely. radical left is. Absolutely. They already, they already have K through 12. They already have the universities. So the moment Manchurian president gets elected and put in office, they change the curriculum where at the last most respected institution still left in America, the American military. And who helps them do it? That lemming guy 
Moose, I call him Mussolini Millie and his friend Autistic Austin. <laughs> and they put this left wing curriculum in and then they perpetuate it. You know, when I was teaching at the Army War College this this year here in the class, I, I had a couple of people who were part of the DEI crowd, which is which is fine. OK. And I talked about the transgenderism issue and how it was anathema to America. And so one of the individuals said, well, does that make me an enemy of the state? So absolutely not. But you have to understand what's going on here. Transgenders already have the same civil and constitutional rights that you and I and everyone in the room has. Everyone in America has as a citizen. But what they're using transgender, transgenderism for is to say, if you don't believe a man can become a woman, a woman can become a man. You are now a bigot to be shut down, censored, and silenced. That's not equal rights. That's not looking at constitutional rights. That's tyranny. And that's the difference. Back to you, Colonel. Well, Ed, you're a Russian specialist, so you know what DEI is. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, and when I was in the Soviet Union a number of different times, I saw it firsthand. I saw it firsthand when when we were in uh, what used to be part of Poland, in uh, and and uh, one of the citizens here saw the Americans were walking around getting a tour of a certain place by our our Soviet colleagues, and they ran up and said, "This used to be Poland. The Soviets stole this from Pol us and stuff like that." And then he ran away because immediately out of the, the, the building next door came five police officers with their guns drawn, chasing this poor man down. He risked his life just to give us a message. Now, take a look at what's happening in America for the people who are just trying to give us a message, who are being shut down. They're being shut down, canceled and censored. And that's tyranny. It's not at our doorstep. It's freaking under the tent and seating on your table. It's sitting on your breakfast table and eating your lunch every single day. And so that's in the rest of the crowd. We have to stand up. It's time to stand up. Back to you, gents. I, I would think also that recent uh, newspaper article or whatever it called news these days, there was a, a poll taken amongst the leading uh, industrial companies, the big businesses in the country. And I think it said since 2019, 94% of their hires have been non-white. Now, if that's the truth, then what it, 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 it just shows you that the whole basis of wokeness is discrimination against anybody that works hard, surely anybody that's a conservative or a Christian, anybody that can prevent the the, the ranks of employed people filling up with non-achievers. Uh, th what they're afraid of is people who want to achieve and who have the brains to do it. So when you have a, a class of employees that are happy with what you give them and expect nothing and perform per, per, poorly, uh, the, the threat is from one part of the American community, the heartland of the American community. You will have nothing and be happy. Yeah. Klaus Bob. <laughs> it's, 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 it's time. And, you know, I've, uh, I've had um, a lot of discussions with a lot of people who think that I am uh, for a long time, too eager to overthrow the existing order. And I'm, I'm, I'm sick of it. I'm ready. 
I'm, I, I think I was right. I think we've waited too long. I'm not sure that anything is going to save us at this point, but there is room for trying. Well, to, to your point, Dr. Mike, let's ask the basic simple question, because I have a number of people come up to me on a regular basis, and, and uh, we start a discussion. They say, you know, they say, why, you know, why are you so radical, so right wing? And my question back to them is always, okay, what policies am I pushing that are radical? What positions am I pushing that are radical? All I'm asking for is for us to uphold our constitution, our civil and constitutional rights, and to hold those accountable who abuse that. And when I ask them, so give me a specific example. They're always silent. But what does this tell us about the general public? They've been brainwashed like our Republican colleagues on the Hill, like the people on the news on, on the media stations have all been brainwashed. Perfect example, climate change. Start talking about climate change and you hear every freaking lemming moron on the right comes out and say, well, I have to start by saying, okay, I agree there's climate change, but so why the hell are you agreeing with something you know isn't a problem? It's because they've been brainwashed. They've been censored. And people are so stuck on this, they don't realize how deep in the goo-goo they are. They don't like. Coming down the last two minutes, but I'll tell you what, I don't think anybody in the news media is brainwashed. I just think they're taking notes you know, from the administration. They've been taking them for years, and we talked about PBS and then NPR. That's that's exactly right. The climate change thing is just a, it's just an agent to overthrow any sort of uh, small R republicanism in this country, and to reward the freaks who line up to agree that uh, the furthest the furthest thing that's happening at the moment is that an unbelievable reduction in Arctic ice. If if you look if you listen to people with a little common sense and also knowledge about the, the climate, everything in climate wanes and 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 then comes back changes periodically what these people are saying is this the mass of people in in the world can get together and and fix something uh better than god can and yes. it's it's bullshit all all they've shown us about the environment is they they can control storms and volcanoes to kill lots of people or to uh mask the burning up of all those people in in maui it's Dr. Mike, I'm going to have to just cut you off here. We got a, a, only a half a minute. I got to sign off here. It's been a great conversation so far. We want to come back with third segment. If you want to hit climate change, that's fine. Don't forget you're on the National Security Hour. Our guest today, Ed Hoagland, a team member on the National Security Hour. His show is every week. Don't forget, Monday to Friday, 7 p.m., you're on AmericaOutloud.news. That's our new handle, by the way. AmericaOutloud.news. We're going to go to commercial break. We'll be back in a couple of minutes on the other side. Hang in there. Don't forget, 24-7, be here, be nowhere with liberty and justice for all. Change in the world one person at a time. Here we take on the challenges of our generation so that we can preserve future generations. We know that if America fails, the world will fail. It is incumbent upon us to carry the torch for liberty.
America Out Loud Talk Radio. It's a fight for the soul of humanity. Millions of Americans are needlessly suffering from the long-haul effects of the toxic spike protein. Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company designed their spike support formula to counteract harmful spike protein from COVID-19 and vaccines so you can feel your best. Go to OutLoudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. The National Security Hour, we're back. The final segment, it went so fast. Final segment three. You're on with Dr. Mike. Colonel Mike, your host today, and our special guest, one of the team members, Ed Hoagland. We're touching on all bases. It's chaos. What are we going to do? Everybody was sent home. It was like punishment. Come back on Tuesday. Imagine that. It's so much chaos, they should have been there. Let's talk a little bit about free speech. But before we do, Ed and Mike, I just want to remind the listeners, Newt Gingrich was ranting last night. Just in case you forgot, kids, just want to remind you, he's the guy that signed Most Favored Nation for China. Let me repeat that. It used to be called the acronym MFN. Wasn't Adios MF. It was MFN. And what we got out of that was Adios FM. All right, go ahead. Dr. Mike, Colonel uh, Ed, continue. Uh, well, let me let me take uh, Dr. Mike's point on climate change in terms of being used as a weapon and go to the free speech aspect here. There's a great article written by Emily Burns in Substack on censorship and the costs and casualties. And why this is so important, because besides the Second Amendment, the heart of our nation goes back to free speech and having the right to do so, to practice your religion, okay, and to have being groups that you so choose, right? So she writes in there, the trouble with, with the framing is free speech that's going on here, okay, is that it focused on hateful speech, framing the imperative to defend the utterance of hateful speech as a form of polite reciprocal tolerance necessary for smooth functioning of a liberal society. But she says, rather, it owes its primacy to pragmatism, that is, free speech does. Freedom of speech is the best tool we have to ascertain the truth of any given matter. Now, I'll digress for a second here. This is why... When, uh, when I wrote the theory of the information equilibrium a quarter century ago, what's the difference between dystopia and tyranny and freedom and independence? It's the control, flow, or manipulation of information. So what do we see today happening at every single level of government, at the state level and stuff? It's the control, manipulation, the deception of information to then drive the masses using climate change, transgenderism, and other issues into a different area. Now, she goes on to write, the reason we must defend to the death the right to utter intolerable speech is that failure to do so results in the swift and certain condemnation as intolerable all speech that diminishes the power and legitimacy of those in power. And then she goes on to use an example. And this all comes out of the Missouri versus Biden case now before the Supreme Court. Remember the lockdowns? Government says lockdown. You say wait. They say shut up, Nazi. Government says mask up. You say hey, well hold about, wait about that. And no, they say shut up, Nazi. Government says keep the schools closed. You say wait, wait, what about? And they say shut up, Nazi. Government says inflation is not real. You say well, I don't. No, shut up, Nazi. You get the point. 
not only do they shut you down, but they vilify you in such a manner that it intimidates the average American because people don't like confrontation. So this is this is a replay of what we saw the Soviets do during the 30s, 40s, and 50s in overtaking not only Eastern Europe, but then seeding their despotism across the rest of the world. Back to you, gents. That's, well, that's exactly right. You know, and I, I think that the bulk of the hate speech, if there is such a thing, which I don't think there is, but the bulk of the hate speech meant to cut uh, uh, discussion in this country comes from the government and its lackeys and Hollywood and the media. Those are the people who are hate speechers. They're the ones that say, you're a Nazi, you're a Nazi, you're a Nazi. Uh, it's uh, or the ADL. Look at that. They're out hunting conservative Christians to identify to be arrested by uh, the FBI or some other godforsaken government organization because, uh, uh, you know, because they believe in a God. They believe in republicanism, small r. And uh, the, the hate speech, the haters are really the ones who do the most hate speeches, hate, who dispense the most hate speech. And that's the U.S. government, the state governments, the governors, the schools. That's where hate speech comes from. It doesn't come from patriots. It, it You know, you can't say this government is tyrannical and is not Republican. That is not hate speech. It's truth. But when they come out and say, well, your kids have to have the right to, to have their, their genitals removed and we don't have to tell you about it, uh, that is implicitly hateful toward the entire uh, community of parents in the United States. So this whole business of any, almost any uh, constriction on the ability of all Americans to say what they think and what they want to say is the, as, as you said earlier in the program, Ed, is the start of the road to hell. And uh, it's got to stop. People, people should say what they think. If the ADL doesn't like it, the ADL can stick it up their ass. Uh, the, if, if the Congress doesn't like it, well, that's too bad. They can do likewise. The, the speech is the blood of, of uh, democracy and republicanism. And if Guys, you... can I say something, Mike? Listen, when the Congress throws out hate speech, like Maxine Waters and the other ones, Pelosi, whatever, you never hear anything from the ADL, the... Uh, what is it? The uh, ACLU. None of these guys say a word. No. You know what I mean? None of them. No, it's so, only if you're a conservative or a Christian. It's conservative, Christian, whatever. Oh, if it's a kumbaya and it's a diversity thing and they're like, oh, you know, white people really upset me when I go to university. You know, I get a stomach ache when I'm eating my Fritos. You know, oh, that's fair. That's fair game. You know, oh, I don't like that guy reading the Bible on campus. That's fair game. Right. But, you know, this is this is this is Mike. Uh, I mean, Ed, both of you know, we grew up during the Cold War. This is communist playbook. And like yeah. Eddie says, every time it's the Manchurian candidate. Let's be honest. The guy that's in there, isn't he owned by China? Isn't he owned by Russia? Isn't he owned by somebody? Of course, because he keeps pumping that money into the Ukraine. Go ahead. Ed. So what, what's interesting here, if you, have, you only have to look at a couple of examples to get the point here. Now, I forgot the name of the flag that has a snake on it that says, don't tread on me. But why was a 12-year-old boy told to leave school because that was hate speech? Okay. 
they took something that was a foundational element of our society, our freedoms and independence of today, that flag, and they they then indoctrinated the children in that class to make them believe it was hate speech and told that young man to go home, for which he's now suing. But let me turn to another example, one of our friends here on the show, Dr. Scheuer. Just go take a look at Dr. Scheuer's blog. Take a look what he's written. Take a listen to the two mics on the NASA Security Hour and their other podcast. What do they advocate for? What do they propose? They propose radicalism you wouldn't believe. And you know what that is? It's the U.S. Constitution. It's the Bill of Rights. It's abiding by the rule of law. And damn them radicals for doing that. Back to you, Colonel Mike. <laughs> okay, that that is the uh, Gadsden flag that you were talking about. Don't yes. tread on me with the snake. Yes, yes. In fact, yes. that's it. Uh, if you if you drive through West Virginia, Virginia, and a couple of places in Maryland, Western Maryland, you will find that flag flying outside houses with POW MIA flags and the United States flag. I mean, people are are, are not ashamed, and they're still flying Trump twenty twenty four. Okay, people are not ashamed, and we should not be ashamed to do whatever. We should be able to fly any flag, wear any shirt, say anything we want. Hate speech is an oxymoron, just like it's a hate crime. Really? I mean, if a guy murders you, it's a crime. That's true. He must have been hateful anyway. But why do we have to categorize it and make it a hate crime? Because we want to have gun laws. But, you know, if here's the thing. And the border, when, when we talk about the border, guys. Everybody forgets they surrounded that capital with a fence. They had their border when they thought their lives might be in danger or they were doing some kind of acting or they wanted some kind of theatrics. OK, they they surrounded that capital. Remember, OK, they did it in, in right after uh, uh, the Trump, the January yes. 16th from Trump. And they still call it an insurrection. Now, here's this other guy pulls a fire alarm, which is against the law. But now nah, that's something it's an. It's a it's a nothing burger. So if you don't fight, like you say, Ed, fire with fire, if you don't fight back, you're going to lose. And Newt Gingrich, we couldn't give a shit what you say. Thank you very much. Go ahead, Mike. I, yeah, I, I think you, you can look at this. One of the distinct things that's happening in this country is they're using our history against us. When you mention flags, you know, the Confederate flag and, uh, of course, everybody who didn't who didn't. Uh, fight for emancipation who was a slaveholder or a bigot or whatever well there no one fought for emancipation until the, until the uh, until lincoln needed more men and he he made uh, black divisions and they fought well no doubt about that and they deserved freedom i don't think that that is that is a a a, a possibility that c- can be questioned or, or, or a result that could be questioned but those people who fought against the union Fought in the name of the Constitution and how they thought it was going, it was being uh, uh, not applied equally to the South. They also fought because they were afraid they would be outnumbered in the future. But to 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 say that the South lost four hundred thousand men is somehow not worth commemorating. Uh, but it's okay to commemorate the Union is 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 a is a, a piece of intellectual. Uh, uh, ledger domain that's that's impossible to believe and when when you live down in here where we live now in in, in virginia in southern virginia uh you know i know people who fly 
the, the battle flag on uh, General Lee's birthday. They fly it on what was Confederate Independence Day, uh, May 15th here in Virginia. And they fly it uh, at, sometimes for the third day of Gettysburg. But it doesn't honor s- slavery. What it honors is 400,000 men who gave their lives for what they believed in. And if that included slavery, well, that's what it did. But it doesn't mean you can wash them out of your history and also chastise and criticize and damn their dependents who wish to honor their, their memory. It's all a game. It's all an educational game to educate people without common sense, without love of country, without uh, without any kind of mutual feeling for people they disagree with. I, I agree. And that, you know, so, so a couple of points here, you know, who else whitewashed history? The Soviets did, right? Absolutely. That's absolutely right. I'm, I should have mentioned that. It's a much more contemporaneous example. I'm, I apologize. No, no, it's great. And, and in terms of rewriting history, let's take a look at history and the history of slavery. Where in fact did slavery begin? Yeah. It began in Africa with blacks and saving enslaving blacks and blacks selling blacks. So if we're going to call the pot and the kettle, let's just go there. History cannot be whitewashed. And because you bring up history, you shouldn't be censored. But what we're seeing here, and this is why I wrote my book, The Cognitive War, why we're losing and how you can win, is because this is an information war that has been largely successful. The regime critics, as this lady wrote in this article, are swiftly censored, defamed, and marginalized. But the public has little sympathy for those targets. But why is that? It's because, she says because the censorship and its complement, the propaganda generated to fill the vacuum, covers it all up. And so this is the effectiveness of what's going on here in America. Is is the same thing the Soviets did, same thing China and Mao did in, in China. Okay, it's happening here in America now. It happened in Venezuela. It happened in Cuba. And so Americans, if you don't wake up and think that we in America can end up like those countries, then you're living a pipe dream. You're living on some some place. It doesn't matter how rural you are or what big city you are. It's affecting you. And the last thing I'll say is you are collateral damage to the far left in this whole a- a- endeavor. Let's take a look at the progressive liberal, liberal cities. They're all run and voted by Democrats for decades. But who are the first people they're executing with with drugs, with murders, with carjacking and assaults? Look at where from Texas up in the district of crime. Just carjacked, right? They're eating their own, but they don't care because it's part of a methodical process. It's all about keeping power. Back to you, gents. Well, and I think on that particular issue, they're they're satisfied that between immigrants and the way they've educated people, they have an endless uh, supply of foot soldiers who can be who are expendable. I think that's what what comes uh, what leads to the cockiness we see among conf- uh, Confederate uh, Democratic leaders. It's a it's a it's it's a tremendous problem for the United States, and the, the purges that will have to occur to save this country in the bureaucracy. Oh, in the teachers' unions, in so many other things, is 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 going to be extraordinary. That's well, look at the well, cities, have... Mike. Look at I'm the sorry? cities. Look yeah. at all the cities everywhere that they got their diversity and equity and inclusion, especially the district of corrupt, uh, corruption, like Ed said. You know, 
this has been the highest murders in years, in years, yes. carjackings, killings, kids, kids banging, black people in communities screaming for help. They're even asking for the National Guard to come in. And what does she do? She appoints an assistant chief to a chief who looks also like a DEI, okay, yeah. uh, to the new chief of police who was on the force anyway and did nothing when it was all the murders six months ago, as if that's an answer. Now, if that had if that had been a white person, whether female or, or uh, male, they'd be screaming, screaming, racism, racism. They don't care. Mike, what is it always called? Uh, collateral damage. That's yeah. all it is. Ed. Yeah. Collateral damage. We got to get to where we got to go to goal line. Hey, we're coming up on the last three minutes. If you don't mind, Ed, we want to take a minute to talk about your book. And uh, it's a great book, by the way. People should be getting it. Ed's got a new book out. Ed, just give us a couple of pointers before we sign off for a couple of minutes. Go ahead. Okay. No, thanks, Colonel Mike. So the reason I wrote the book is, frankly, what we're discussing here today. It's, it's a cognitive war that few people are aware of. They don't understand how it's been undertaken. They don't understand how ingrained it is is within the cultures, within the government, and how they've used the simple but boring stuff to actually to emplace their people in the major places of authority within our government, not to advance the public service, okay, but to use the public to serve them. And that unless we wake up from this war, we understand what it is. And that's why I lay this out in the book. Unless we fully understand how this war is being fought and what the danger is, not only domestically will we lose our freedoms, but with China and Russia and others, we will as well. The FBI closed their Chinese counterintelligence investigation efforts. Why? Because of DEI and politically correct concerns about Asian targeting. But they replaced it with nothing. With the Manchurian president, this is all planned, people. This is intentional. Everything that Dr. Mike, Colonel Ike, and I talked about today is intentional. Get the book to understand what the hell is going on in all our country right. before it's too late. We'll put that in the footnotes. We want to wrap it up. Hey, listen, it's been great having Ed on. Mike, thanks for coming back in. We want to remember to thank all of our guests, all of our listeners, and remember, always, this is the National Security Hour, Monday to Friday. Thanks for joining us on the mission. The National Security Hour is the tip of the spear in the epic battle to defend the United States of America. And we mean that. This has been a great show, guys. Got to wrap it up. National Security Hour, AmericaOutloud.news. You'll be here at Be Nowhere, 7 p.m. Monday to Friday.